Now, alcohol, stopping drinking, and suffering from anxiety are three things that seem to go hand in hand. And today in this video, what I want to do is I want to share my experience of how drinking alcohol really made me into a bit of an anxious wreck and how stopping drinking has changed pretty much everything about anxiety and me. And what I want to do is I actually want to talk to you about the experience that I went through because I've not drank now for three years. And during the 10 years of drinking, my anxiety or the anxiety that I suffered from, I should say, was just very up and down. There were very bad days uh, where I really couldn't do anything. And these days, three years into the journey of being a non-drinker, the anxiety is pretty much at zero. So I want to talk to you about my journey with anxiety and stopping drinking and drinking alcohol to really help you. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to share how I've overcome it in the short term, but how I've also overcome it in the long term as well. So this video is going to be pretty raw. I've actually made a video talking about uh, alcohol and anxiety about two years ago where I shared my experience, but things have changed a lot since then. So I think this is just going to be a big update on the previous video that I made. And I think that if you're suffering with any level of anxiety and you've drunk alcohol at some point in your life, you're going to find a ton of value in this video. Now, just before we get into it, guys, make sure to leave me a comment down below letting me know how you have personally dealt with anxiety in your life when it comes to alcohol and stopping drinking and so on. It'd be really awesome to hear from you in the comment section. And guys, if you actually want help stopping drinking and you want to do it with a group of other people, you want to do it by using first principles thinking and you want my personal help, wait till the very end of the video for an announcement where you're going to be able to book a call with me and we can actually see if the Sober Clear program may be a good idea for you. So a very quick introduction to me is my name is Leon Sylvester and obviously I run this YouTube channel Sober Leon. I also have a company called Sober Clear where I work with business owners and professionals and teach them how to apply a mental model to their drinking problem. Now I drank for around 10 years and the thing is is me and alcohol we don't mix very well. Now I tried to find a solution early on. I tried AA meetings in my early 20s. I tried using willpower. I read a lot of books and I was very, very proactive at trying to find a solution to my problem. Now, during the time that I were drinking, I suffered with anxiety and I want to describe what it feels like. So, you know, I might go out at night and uh, have 10 beers or whatever I was doing at the time. And then I'd wake up the next morning and what it would feel like is it would start with this knot in my chest. And this would feel like a tight feeling in my chest. It was like I was, it was like it was being squeezed. And in the morning, I would sense it, but it wouldn't be very bad. And I kind of get up, I'd have a shower. And then by the time I was out the shower, it would be a little bit worse. And then I might do a bit of work or get a bit of food or something like that. And by a couple of hours later, this anxiety had just built up and up and up and up and up. And this happened to me so many times when I was drinking. I think I, I watched another video and somebody called it hangxiety, like hangover and anxiety together, right? But I get, I get that, right? When I was drinking, it was pretty bad. And I'm not saying that it was like this constant battle and I was suffering from anxiety every day. It came in waves and there were days that were bad. There were days that weren't so bad. But when I was drinking, it it was quite demobilizing. It was very hard to deal with it some, some days. And basically, after, you know, trying to find a solution to stop drinking, about just, just over three years ago now, I got into a state of mind where I didn't want to drink anymore. Like, I knew that if I got rid of the alcohol, that I was going to be able to really live the life that I've always wanted to live. I would be able to work on the internet, do all this kind of stuff. And I didn't know exactly how it would work out, but lo and behold, it's worked out. I'm here where I am today. And I knew that alcohol had to go, but I knew that once I'd made that decision, I wasn't going back. Now, the first year of stopping drinking, I had a lot of uncertainty. 
uncertainty. I was still trying to figure things out. I was doing freelance work for another company, helping them build a YouTube channel. I was writing some SEO articles. I was doing a bit of fitness coaching online, just doing a few things and really trying to put the pieces together. Like I had this vision of what I wanted and uh, yeah, just kind of started working on it. Now, the first year, there were definitely days where I still struggled with anxiety. I'm not saying that when I stopped drinking, it was like this miracle cure and all of a sudden I never had anxiety ever again. Now, during the first year of stopping drinking, this is when I, uh, I moved to Asia and uh, basically spent the first few months in uh, Chiang Mai and Bangkok. And then I went to Bali uh, and then I came back to England, went back to Chiang Mai and I was, you know, doing a lot of traveling. And during this time, uh, there were days where I really didn't know what to do. And I, I don't know, it would like it would start with that same feeling in the chest. And a few hours later, I was crippled. Like I couldn't speak, I couldn't go outside, like I just couldn't do anything, I couldn't work, and it would just take me a whole day to process his emotion until the next day where I'd go to sleep and I'd feel good again. And this had happened to me numerous times, and I was looking for like ways to overcome it, and it was at this point that I actually looked on Quora, uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Quora, you know the thing where people type questions and then people write answers? Anyway, and I was on there. And I remember reading this 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 uh, this answer of somebody talking about anxiety, and each, each, they, the, the individual shared this way to overcome anxiety. And what they made you do is they got you to get all of your senses together, so your taste, your touch, your sight, your smell, and the things that you can hear. And uh, and, and basically, you thought of three things for each of the senses. So whenever you had that feeling of anxiety, is you think of three things that you can smell, three things you can taste, see, and so on. And what would happen is, is you would bring a lot of awareness to the present moment. And this was a very good thing for me at the time because what it did is it snapped me out of my thoughts. It got me stop, it stopped me stressing about the future and brought me back into the moment. And I found this out in the first year of stopping drinking. And this was very, very helpful. So, I mean, if you've not tried that already, there's a great thing for you to try. But another thing that I did in the first year of stopping drinking is I found a book called A New Earth. And this is a book by an author called Eckhart Tolle, or Toll, I'm not sure how to pronounce that either, but it's a, an, an amazing book. Now, it was about two years ago that I read it, so I'm, I'm not going to do the best job at summarizing it. But what I started to learn about in that book was the ego and where exactly these anxious thoughts used to come from. And it was all a thought. It wasn't me. It wasn't who I was. And it was literally all about stressing about the future. It was about the uncertainty of the future. And it was also during the first year and probably more into the second year of stopping drinking that I started to see patterns on the days that I felt anxiety. And what I started to see is I started to see contributing factors towards anxiety. Now, one of the biggest ones for me is sleep. Now, I need to get a good night of sleep. I cannot do six or five hours of sleep a night. I need seven to eight hours of sleep every single night. It needs to be good sleep. It, you know, if I'm waking up a lot as well, that, that, that can have big impacts. But what I noticed is on the days that I'd like knock my sleep schedule out where, you know, I'd be waking up at seven every morning, then I might wake up at nine, two, two mornings in a row. And then what would happen is I couldn't fall asleep at the right time. I tried to wake up at seven again. And every time that my, the wake up times would go up and down is that's when, when the anxiety would start increasing in huge amounts. And I really saw this as a root cause of anxiety. It was sleep. And what, like, this is basically what happened is I started seeing certain things and then I started addressing them. So I started seeing that sleep was a huge factor in anxiety. And really the way that I overcame that was just by waking up or at least trying to wake up at the same time every day and going to sleep at the same time every day. So I always try to be in bed by 10 
uh, be asleep by 11 and wake up at 6.45 a.m. A lot of the times I have to be on the phone at 7 a.m. in the morning because I, I, you know, I spend a lot of time talking to people in America, people that are interested in the programs, coaching calls, stuff like that. So usually I'll just get up at 6.45 a.m. And I've kept that going for a while. I'm not saying it's been absolutely perfect, but once I'd addressed that as an issue, I made it a priority. I stopped staying up till 3 a.m. some nights or, you know, just not making it a priority. I made sleep a huge priority because I didn't want to wake up and have one of those days where, you know, I didn't feel good and the anxiety would stop. Now, another thing that I realized is that junk food, if I ate junk food, like if I had a fast food or something like that, that would also cause anxiety. Like I know it's going to sound weird, but I saw actually McDonald's. If I had late night McDonald's, if I had McDonald's at 9 p.m. or something like that, then the next day would be extremely bad. Also, there was one day where I actually had a, a sugary Coke. Like I, I never get sugary Coke, but I drank a sugary Coke once because it came by mistake. And what I said to myself is I said, OK, so I mean, everybody else drinks this sugary Coke, so it can't be that bad. And I drank this sugary Coke and I went super hyper. And the next day I was just riddled with anxiety. And I really started to see the link between nutrition and the following day. And if I had bad nutrition the day before, a lot of those days would be increased levels of anxiety. So I just started to address that as well. One thing that's really helped me with that was actually starting CrossFit because CrossFit nutrition is a very important element of being good at CrossFit. Like you need to get the right fuel in your body. You need plenty of protein. You're not supposed to eat sugar, plenty of vegetables, plenty of fruit, plenty of good sources of fats. And that was like a way that I overcame it because I, you know, the amount of junk food that I ate when I was first, you know, in the first year, I was probably eating a lot more junk food than I eat today. But I, I was see, starting to see the link between that and, um, and anxiety. Now, another link that I made was also exercise. And if I wasn't exercising properly, you know, if I had like a period of a week where I didn't exercise, the anxiety, it wasn't the biggest factor. Sleep and nutrition were far bigger, but also on the days where I wasn't exercising or, you know, the sorry, the bigger periods where I wasn't exercising, I'd also see increases of anxiety. But that, for me, I've always kind of exercised. There's only been a few periods in my life where I didn't exercise. Some is when I wasn't drinking. Also, when there was a lockdown and the gyms were closed, there was like a period where I'd train only once or twice a week. But that's not really an ongoing issue for me, but I definitely saw the difference. Now, these were some of the root causes of anxiety. And what I started to realize, and this is where things get really interesting, and this is where I think the real value of this video is going to be, is what I started realizing is the anxiety was the fear that I would never you know, have a good future, right? It was like the fear that somehow I was never going to reach my goals. I was never going to reach my dream. I was never going to become the person that I wanted to be. And what I mean by this is that on the days that I didn't have enough sleep, I didn't eat the right food, I wasn't exercising, I was waking up in the morning and I didn't feel on. I felt that like there wasn't, there was something not quite right. Like I was tired, I was groggy, I was grumpy. And what would happen is I didn't feel in a peak state. I felt in a, in a mediocre state. I felt dull. I felt a little bit lame. And what would happen is I would start feeling like, crap, how am I going to work today? How am I actually going to do my work, make YouTube videos, call people in the Sober Clear program, make the course, do, do the stuff that matters to me. And when I started to feel that I wasn't at 100% is I would get this feeling in my chest and I'd be like, oh, I don't feel good. And this feeling would spiral out of control. And what I started doing is I started thinking that I'd start almost going to this panic mode that because I feel bad right now, I'm going to feel bad like this forever. And I'm never going to reach my potential. I'm never going to, you know, get to the future. And it would just go out of control. And what I started realizing is that when I woke up, when I was feeling good, when I had the right food in my body, I was getting a good night of rest. I was exercising, I was relaxing, and I was really working hard and doing the right kind of stuff. When I did that consistently, the anxiety was almost not there. So I really started to see this link that it was all about the way that I was waking up and how I was performing on a day-to-day -day basis. So when I was able to address these individual component parts of anxiety and kind of put them all together to then feel good when I woke up in the morning, 
it's almost like the anxiety stopped because now when I woke up in the morning, I was able just to kind of, you know, start working on my business, start helping people, start making videos, start researching, build the program, build the website, do whatever it took, right? I was able to perform at a higher level. And what this has meant is that now I'm at a point today where there's been many, 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 many days of solid progress. There's been days where, you know, it's been 12 hour work days, 15 hour work days, whatever it took, I just got it done. And there have been many days like this to get to this point where I'm at today, where there's just been contribution after contribution after contribution after contribution, where right now I know that if I wasn't to perform for a few weeks, things wouldn't be bad. There's still be people that are interested in the program because there's so many videos out there now. You know, there's, there's still people in the program that I can help. There's still other things that I could be doing. I could still be having, uh, you know, going to the gym and doing that stuff. I know that if I'm not feeling at 100%, it's now okay. But before, I wasn't building a track record. I wasn't contributing towards something for a long time. So the anxiety came from a fear of the future. It came from a fear of not doing enough, of not being enough. And the way that I addressed that was through, in the short term, making sure that all the variables that contributed to my anxiety were addressed. That was the most important thing. But the next most important thing was really making an effort and making constant action towards what it is that I wanted. And it was really living in these day-tight compartments where I was just making each day count and, and really focusing on the day and making the most out of the day. And now I've done this for such a long time. I know it sounds a bit strange, but in the past year, I probably had like one or two days where I felt anxious. Whereas in the first year, there were, you know, when I was drinking, it was very regular. In the first year, it was you know, probably like a bi-weekly thing where there would be some days where I was just like out of it. The second year was a lot better, but this past year, it's just been amazing. And that's why I wanted to share this. I know that some of you guys may not resonate 100% with what I'm saying, but I think that when you can address the root cause of the anxiety and then you start to see that when you just keep, you just keep working towards what you really want and you go day after day after day after day and you really start building things, the anxiety kind of goes down. Now, I'm not saying that overnight you will go from suffering from anxiety to not having anxiety if you do this. For me, it was more like on a sliding scale. And yeah, there were good and bad days in between there. You know, it was kind of like this, but now it's at a point where it's at the lowest that it's ever been. But back onto the topic of alcohol. Now, if you do want my personal help stopping drinking and you want to learn about first principles thinking and you want to go through the coaching side of things and you want my personal help and you want to go through the course and the Sober Club program and so on and so forth, then make sure to click the link in the description. Now, what I'm doing is I'm giving away roadmap calls right now where I'm going to actually give you the roadmap that all the members of the Sober Club program have followed. And if you actually click the link up here, you'll be able to see some of the reviews of some of the other members of the program. And what you can, what we'll actually do on that call is you'll answer a few questions. You'll see my calendar. You can choose a time that we can speak. And then on that call, I'm going to give you the exact roadmap that all of these individuals have followed. So on that call, you know, it's going to be extremely valuable. It'll be a great use of time for you. Uh, so yeah, just click the link in the description. Let's get on a call. Let's see if first principles thinking to help you control your drinking may be good for you. I mean, it requires no willpower, no AA meetings, no therapy, no rehab. It's a completely different approach to probably everything you've ever tried before. So click the link in the description. We can have a conversation about that. Hope you enjoyed this video. Have a wonderful day.